Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the King Kumar Podcast, where me, your host, Adway Kumar, will help you guys make change in your lives. Today, I have a special guest on the show, and he's my friend, Matt Swami. Matt Swami, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Kumar. I think we're going to have an amazing conversation. I'm so ready for it. Dude, you know, I'm excited as you are for this um, podcast interview and conversation. So, Matt, why don't you just talk to us about um, how how you came to be, um, how you found, like, your entrepreneurship story, kind of like, as Jerry V says. I've been trying, so I'm not, I just turned 19 pretty recently. Uh, like Happy birthday. On July 14th, so about, what, t- 10 days ago. And, uh, since I was 14, I've been trying to get all different types of initiatives off the ground. What really drew me to it wasn't necessarily, uh, being an entrepreneur, being a business person. I just saw creating something, a a product or a service as a means of my most creative expression that I could still, that I could also create massive wealth on like that was what was going through my head at the time what can i add to the world that's really interesting that is the peak creative expression of what i feel like i can give but that i'm also going to be able to make a lot of money on so i I feel like a lot of people go into business because they think they're going to be like a business person or they think oh i'm an entrepreneur but i really just saw it as a vehicle to um profit off of my own creative expression I, i think a lot of the greatest business people kind of do. Like uh, you see Steve Jobs or Elon Musk, they might not really consider themselves like a business person per se. They just wanted to create value for the world and make money off it. So I like what you said about being an entrepreneur. And I feel like the problem with our generation is yes, we're uh, the best generation, but I feel like the term entrepreneurship like, we just use it kind of blindly. We don't really know, like, what it means. Like, we think that, oh, hey, we're we're becoming an Instagram influencer. We're an entrepreneur. Oh, hey, I'm selling um, this product. I'm an entrepreneur. But what does that really mean, that term entrepreneur? Well, in the most basic definition, it means to enterprise, right? So it's like figuring out how to sell something from your own initiative like how to creatively take it, not take advantage of, but like use, find out how to sell something. Like that's basically it. Like, and, and people are taking it to the extent, like you just said, of like an influencer. No, if you're an influencer, you're not an entrepreneur, you're, you're an influencer. And so I don't really go around touting myself as an entrepreneur because <clears throat> a lot of the time, especially with the work I'm doing today, I'm not always in the act of selling. Um, I, I, I am. And, you know, you could you could argue different ways for that. You know, like right now you're creating your podcast. When you get a new guest, you're, you're selling them the vision. You're selling them the commodity of being on the show. But a lot of the time, entrepreneurship really is just like, Uh, creating your own enterprise which means like launching a business selling something it's very basic it's very basic actually 
and it's been big it's been hugely like i wouldn't say misconstrued but blown out as like just being a personality like people think entrepreneurship just means like i'm doing my own thing not really <laughs> but it doesn't you know what i mean yeah yeah I mean, like, I think, like, I kind of agree with what you're saying, but here's the thing. I feel like on social media, many of us don't realize that we are selling ourselves to a crowd. Um, many people, like, as you said, influencers, they're selling themselves to gain an audience. And right, I, just, I just want to ask you, so I asked you what entrepreneurship was, but what is influencer? Like, how can one become an influencer like is it based on followers is it based on like the knowledge you put out what is being an influencer like and what is i really actually don't like the term in influencer that much i don't like people that try to there are certain companies that uh their growth strategy is heavily reliant on influencer marketing and all this but like what is it even okay let's break it down why am is every, your lay person not an influencer is it because of the amount of people they can reach is it because of the following that they're able to create a call to action for that will act on their behalf like you know i think everybody's an influencer kumar i think that everybody has the power to influence people around them just by changing themselves. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to get too deep here. I'm not trying to go off topic, but I think everybody is an influencer in their own right that you can, you have some kind of crowd. You're, you're tapped into some network. You have some people that will be willing to listen to you. And if you're willing to sell yourself, like you just said, if you're willing to sell a vision, then you're a bit, you're a bit, you're a baby influencer. But some people have larger crowds and they've built a brand. And so that's what people mean by influencer is that if you have a crowd because of the personal brand that you've created for yourself, the identity that you've crafted, and let's get this straight, people's identities who are influencers, that might not necessarily be who they are as a person, but it's their persona that people have bought into and that's what they've created the influence on. So it's all about personal branding. It's like, but that's not to say that your normal people don't have influence. You, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, being an influencer is as basic as crafting a persona, selling that persona, building a following around that persona, getting people excited and like, you know, wanting to be a part of the feeling in the audience that you create. It's like about it's like about social proof. Like if you create a following and I think that I resonate with that following, I want to be a part of them, then I'm going to gravitate towards that influencer. You know what I mean? Well, I agree. And I also think that influencer, um, I think that there's a famous saying that you never know who's watching. So you want to be the best person that you can be. Like, I don't know how much, how many people I'm influencing to make change. But all I want to do is I know that maybe not if everyone takes an initiative to make change, I at least want to, if I can impact someone's life and make them adopt change to better improve their life, I'm happy. Like, I don't, I, I'm, we'll talk about this later too. 
like for my podcast, sometimes I worry about, you know, how many people listen to it. But what I got to realize is that maybe only 30 people listening. But if those 30 people are maybe like CEOs or if those 30 people are actually trying to make change, I mean, I'm making a major impact. Um, And I also think that the next step in influencers is like helping people making influencing people to make change and better improve their lives like if you look at gary v he influenced me to start my own podcast um what are your thoughts on that like the next step in influencing of like what i bought like what i said yeah no it's it's akumar you're absolutely on the right path because you're trying to do what you're doing to increase the quality of people's lives, to change people's lives. And being engaged in that kind of work, I think, is the pinnacle of all work. I think no matter what people do, you know, you become a musician, you become a professional athlete, you become a great business person, you become um, whatever, you know, a politician. At the end of the day, all the most fulfilling ends of those work all lead to service. Like at the end of the road, everybody's work eventually leads to trying to uplift other people. Like, and so the faster you can get to that being your motivation, the better. And, and I don't know if that's necessarily about being an influencer, but I think that's being about, that's what being a leader means. Being a leader means uh, working for the good and of other people. Uh, not commanding other people, but just trying to change their lives in a positive way. And maybe you might not have a direct following, but I think that makes you uh, somebody who's, who's who contributes. And um, just that by itself, I think is like the most important thing that people can do is uh, contribute to the betterment of each other's lives. Like that's how we make a great society. You know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of want to take that, what you said, and want to want to apply it into something else I'm try- I am want to say. And it's For that, sure. um, I think that companies are trying to, are influencing people. Here's what I mean. So when you go to Starbucks, you see someone, like when I went to see, when I came here, I saw a lot of people with Starbucks and like a little thing inside me said, hey, why not, why not get some Starbucks? Um, so Starbucks has used influencing as a marketing tool, um, Starbucks, I did a podcast on this, um, how Starbucks spells names wrong on their cups. And really, they're influencing people to go to Starbucks and buy drinks. And then on the tech side of it, Apple is using AirPods. Like, you have AirPods. Um, but I think that most people are being influenced to buying AirPods. They think that, oh, so-and-so bought this. So, you know what? To keep up with my branding, my who I am, I got to buy AirPods too. So I think that is just the way people wor- work in the way that, um, like, the social system works where if you have, um, like, what what looks like it's benefiting other people or what other people are adopting is seems safer to adopt like this is just on a more on a deeper level of your psyche when you you know you see other people and this is called there's a book called crossing the chasm and it talks about you know like early adopters the majority of the market and and laggards and 
when you're seeing a bunch of people buy Starbucks, it's just because they've hit such a mass market that the brand is in your head. This is it's just like basic marketing. And yeah, the influencing, you know, it's true. It can get it can get pretty insidious if the uh, motive it, motives of the company aren't good. But um, this is just our brain like trying to help ourselves make decisions easier. So uh, yeah, there is social pressure too. I think I think what you're saying is like it could go a lot of ways. We could talk what you from what you just said about the way like products influence people to make decisions you, that could be like a topic of marketing uh that could be a topic of social conditioning that could be a topic of like your do you know what your reticular activation system is your ras it's like have you you know when you see a, a red car and then you start seeing more red cars because that's like what you're looking for you see a tesla so you start seeing more teslas that's the goal of any that's like a goal of any brand when they market is to get you to see it enough that you start like subconsciously looking for it um but yeah i get what you mean it, I, I think it can be good if the brand's motives are good i want to talk about you as a person so you did not um go to college um which is okay nope but just talk to me about that like why why did you not choose to go to college well all my life kumar i really struggled with traditional education like, even all through elementary school, I hated school with all my guts. Like, really, truly, honestly. I, and, and I didn't understand why. Like, it wasn't something I was able to articulate at the time. But I just felt very trapped. I felt like there was so much I wanted to do and express, but that school was just kind of holding me back from. Um, and I felt that way all through middle school and high school as well. And uh, I... For the first time in my life, for me to have the choice whether to go or to not go to school with college, I thought I would be a lot more upset with myself if I didn't give myself a year or two to see what it would be like to fully dive into my own intrinsic motivation. I also thought that student debt wasn't something that I was super happy about just throwing yeah. on to myself blindly. I think a lot of people just blindly accept yeah. that because yeah. everybody else is doing it. So they think, oh, it's just a natural thing to do. Well, here's the thing. I have researched this topic a lot. Here's the thing. I feel like a lot of people, when they go into college, they think that, oh, I'm going to do this certain major. But then when they go into it and they actually learn it, they realize that it's not really for them. So I think that what we have to do as a society and before we go to college is we have to kind of put ourselves in different markets and learn ourselves like what that job is about. And that could be another thing that kind of um, brings student debt down. So basically, this is what I know about student debt. So I'm not, I firmly, I 100% think that student debt will be the next financial crisis. Mm. And the reason for that is because many of these kids who are borrowing for money at colleges are borrowing at such low rates. And then mm -hmm. they're going to college for CEO for one year's 27K. So if we times that by four, that's a lot of money. And then they kind of change their majors because they're not really sure, do I want to do this? And based on that, they're just getting more and more and they're getting, they have to spend uh, more and more money and they can't get out of it. Cause like, unlike the housing market, which was in 2008, you can't go bankrupt in this. Um, 
So I think it's a real issue, and I just don't know like how it can be fixed because I'm not like an economics, an economist. But I think that if we don't make a change, then um, it's gonna cause a next fi the financial re crisis. And I don't know if you know this, but as a millennial, more and more people aren't buying homes because student debt is so, is so big and they're paying it out in their 30s. They can't, just can't get out of it. I mean, I don't think that a forgiveness is the solution because you're going to upset a lot of people and socialism, I feel like, doesn't really work in America. But we have to come together. Both parties have to come together. We have to get the strongest minds and solve this problem because if we don't, not only is this going to be potentially bigger than 2008, but a lot of these students are going to go into debt, and that's just going to cause a major, major problem. Yeah, Kumar, I, I, I really do believe that um, there's a lot of politics is messy, and if we figured out better ways to just bring the strongest minds together to solve problems that we can agree on are affecting people pretty negatively overall, that we'd be doing much better off. But it's like coming to that agreement, like people have to to agree, okay, this is a pro, this is a big problem that people, I, I think there's two good reasons, two good reasons that people should go to college. Either one, you have a great sense of direction and you, um, college, kind of necessitates that uh, is or is going to support that sense of direction. You feel like I'm going to go to college and whatever I pursue, call the network of the college and the resources it provides are for sure undoubtedly going to help me. Or um, you either have a great sense of direction or college necessitates your success in your career. So you want to be a certain you want to be a doctor you want to be a lawyer and you got to go to school for that um but there's a lot of people who might not have a great sense of direction and if they go straight into college and start piling that debt on them without giving themselves the time to figure out what it is they want to do so that and, and people will argue against this they'll say no college is a place where you can discover what you want to do well yeah but the clock what? is ticking and there's a lot of people in college who are trying to discover what they want to do while they're partying most of the week. I and mean, if you're going to do that, why don't you just go to community college? It's like, right. I, I mean, I'm at a community college now and I know for sure I want to do marketing and I'm not going to like ISU for 27K. Like I'm trying to finding out like what I want to do in my life. And also here's the thing. I think a lot of people have this false perception that a college degree is going to get you a job. And while I do agree that, yes, a college degree is important and a high GPA, like a 3.5, is very important for you to land that job, it's not enough. What I mean by this is, like, you're going to have 10 or 20 people with that same degree, with that same GPA. How are you going to differentiate yourself? I mean, this is one of the reasons I started my podcast. Um, So, basically, I... Last summer, I got rejected from like two jobs and I realized that, you know what? Those two jobs that rejected me don't know who the real me, who I am. 
And I got to show them that I'm remarkable. I mean, this is kind of something that Seth Goodwin said in this book, um, The Purple Cow. But I'm just saying to people, like, guys, a college degree isn't enough. You got to do a lot. If you think that's enough, you're mistaken. Yeah, a college degree by itself is definitely not enough. The idea, even, is that the college degree is going to show some credibility for the fact that you can execute well, that you can perform well. Um, and so that's the most important part, Kumar, is that you have something to show for the fact that you can perform well at whatever it is that you do. That's it. That's what a college degree is really meant for at the end of the day. It's, it's a stamp of credibility. People are looking to see uh, in the easiest ways possible, in the quickest way possible, how to evaluate whether someone is good at, is good at is good at what they do, and so that's why people build personal brands, and that's the benefit of uh, of uh, being an inf having a personal brand, being an influencer in that sense, is it adds credibility to whatever it is that you want to do, and that's all a college degree is at the end of the day. Um, I've actually seen people who have done experiments where they lie on their resume and they put that they went to really good schools. Uh, uh, and they, but they actually weren't in school and they sent it out to a bunch of companies and the college degree might have usually helped them like get in the door at first, but when it really came to actually getting the job, it made a very minuscule difference. So you got to ask the question, like how really worth it is the degree if you're not going to also build your skills if you're also not going to pursue something and try and get good at it yeah yeah and i also think that this is kind of like a thinking of the rich rich dad poor dad and it's that the rich don't work for money they make money work for them and he okay um, his rich dad, his actual rich dad, didn't even go to college. He was a college dropout, and he made a lot of money because, I mean, yes, he had the work ethic, but he understood that, okay, I don't think college is for me, and I think that I can do better, and I don't want to work for someone. I want to be my own boss. I think that when you go into college, like, a, for example, like a college like Harvard, you want to land that top job. But what your new method of thinking should be, okay, I'm going to go to Harvard. I'm going to go get this job. But then I'm going to get value out of it. And I'm going to use that value. And then I'm not going to work at this job for my whole life. I want to go start my entrepreneurship. Because I think entrepreneurship is the future. You're going to make a lot more money in entrepreneurship than a fixed amount that you'll make at a certain job. Um, I kind of want to bring this uh what are your thoughts on that well you actually? can actually create more value when you're uninhibited by the bureaucracy of a system that tells you this is what you have to do and you can't really go out of the lines there's not a ton of room to be creative uh but where people really add value in society and what creates money is adding value to society uh giving society things that it didn't know it needed and um improving uh, the the quality and efficiency of people's lives. That's what generates uh, wealth. And yeah. that's a lot easier to do through your own initiative or at least with flexibility in within the system that you're operating in. Um, and so I really think that for anybody to 
be you can you can get pretty wealthy off of being employed in certain high positions but for the most part like those are the outliers and it it, to really be free i think to to and to really build wealth at some point you have to become your own boss just like no matter what you do i I really do think that is the the end point if you're really trying to have the most freedom and also the most wealth in what in whatever you do is you have to eventually become your own boss and so that is like you said entrepreneurship may as well be the future but i also think the value societies that there's mixed people like people might hear this podcast and they'll go what the fuck everybody has to be an entrepreneur what i just want to you know do my own thing and 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 chill and and there should be people like that in society yeah. if you have a diverse range of people um then it's hard like there should be people who are okay with not grinding it out 24 7 and, and just living comfortably um there's nothing wrong with that i think it's more about people trying to figure out how to be happy and fulfilled and uh provide value like i think we're it goes negative as people who don't like there's a lot of people who just don't want to work like they just don't want to the idea of creating value for our interdependent society giving back contributing even if it is mostly self-interest people who just want to sit back and get handouts and that's those are the people that are uh, i would say doing living their life almost incorrectly i don't think there's an incorrect way to live life that's that's pretty extreme but i think that that's as close as you can get when you just don't want to give anything well here's the thing like i think just as like college isn't for everyone i don't think entrepreneurship is for everyone i think you need a certain skill and a certain mindset to be in an entrepreneurship game do it hard to really be an entrepreneur i think you have to be willing to you have to be willing to work your ass off for at least 10 years dude Gary if you really want to be an entrepreneur you have to be willing to at least work your ass off for 10 years dude gary v worked like 10 years in his wine company his dad's wine company and all he did was he worked in that business for almost 20 years while his friends were making bank he was there working a 10, 9 to 10 hour job and he was just grinding it out. And now he's one of the most successful people, which brings me to another good point. Um, I think that, yes, I think that you have a better chance in life to be more successful if you have a college degree. But any, even if you don't, I think that you can still be successful. Look at Gary Vee, Bill Gates. There are so many entrepreneurs out there who just kill it. They don't even have a college degree, you know. Well, Gary Vee actually does have a degree. Oh, yeah, but it was some it was some Mount Ida College. So, like, I'm just saying that you don't need to go. To, <laughs> you don't need. Yeah, to you go. don't need to go to any. It was fancy. You don't need to go to a, a Ivy League school to be successful. Like, it's really, I I, I mean. People are looking for a formula. I think the problem is that people are looking for a formula. 
but there is no right way to necessarily do anything kumar there's there's really and the people who are really going to do something creative and do something interesting are going to be willing to step outside of the bounds of what is known as the right path and question it and sit in a very uncomfortable spot for maybe five to ten years where they don't even know themselves what the fuck they're doing, but they're trusting in their intuition and they're trusting in figuring out things for themselves. Uh, and when you're willing to... Elon Musk describes building a business as eating glass and running through the abyss. And maybe not that extreme, but if you want to, you know, do something that is meaningful to yourself, you have to kind of step out of the bounds of what seems like on paper is the best decision and explore the unknown for a while. Um, and that is just very uncomfortable for a lot of people because if you don't have like these reference points of validation, oh, I'm doing the right thing. Oh, I'm doing the right thing. People, you know, they, they get uncomfortable and maybe their family and maybe their friends around them get uncomfortable about what they're doing. But that's really how you like uh, figure out things for yourself is by being okay with not having those validation reference points. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I think people care too much about what the other person's thinking. On social media, when you don't get uh, when the 1,000 likes, you feel down. When you don't get any <laughs> comments, you feel down. I mean, I think that our society, we don't need to care about that. If you want to make it big, and you put out content like me and you are doing with our podcast, you're going to make it big. You're already, we are, we too are already a step above our peers. And I just want to talk to you about like not caring about like what people said, because I texted you and I said, Hey bro, I'm only getting like 30 listens on my podcast. And then you literally said to me, you know what, dude, you don't have to care about that. Just right now, make content <laughs> and just grind it out. Yeah, absolutely. That's because, like you said, you never know who's listening. And it's not really about the numbers a lot of the time. It's about um, getting better at your craft. So if you're not getting the numbers you want, you stop making podcasts. You know what you stop doing? You stop getting better at making podcasts. And that is much worse than not hitting your target numbers. Like being consistent, developing a work ethic as a young person like you and me are doing right now is really important and it's not necessarily about us achieving success it's about us learning how to get good at figuring things out and working hard and working with other people these are skills that we're developing at a rapid rate uh, because we we just jumped in the deep end and started working um, and that's we're going to be able to take that to whatever we do and so I think that I, I really think that no matter if people are in college, if they're in high school, if they're not in college, if whatever they're doing, that people should constantly be trying to like, uh, you know, develop things and move forward and get outside their comfort zone because and not care about the results. Because think about how many things like that you you grow at within yourself when you're creating constantly when you're constantly creating then you are really you know push pushing the needle forward 
in in self development and who you become i think is so much more important than uh the results you create anyway so i don't think anybody should ever really care and that's not to say people shouldn't have like people should be uh account- self accountable like if if they want to hit certain metrics if they want to hit a certain number like i'm all for that you know not just this hippie idea of laying back and letting whatever happens happens even though that's actually my bias i i i have to remind myself a lot hey like i can't just oh let it uh, work hard and let what happens let what happens like i actually got to create strategies and i got to keep myself accountable to following through with those strategies yeah. but still if you get so caught up in the results all the time you're going to like be so much more upset day to day yeah one of my goals in my podcast is I want to reach an audience of 100 listeners. And I think that I think that some some of my podcasts are going to be like a major hit. Like I think this one will. But some of them, <laughs> some of them won't. And I think that's just okay. Um, I think that if I want to have a goal, I, I got to grow that. I got to put my head to it and I got um what is the importance of building a community matt because you are doing that with the do good podcast just uh go in and what you're doing there and the importance of building that community man if you okay so what makes a community great and what every community thrives off of is a shared context and so when the shared context is something that you've created something that's directly related to your vision you can take that audience and have them come along for the ride for whatever is the thing that's uh taking you next in life for me building my podcast audience is about creating a shared context around do good's vision which is to deliberately align different kinds of entrepreneurs and creatives from someone who's maybe working on a health technology startup to someone who is a hip hop artist or working in a humanitarian non-government organization and have them feel a sense of shared mission and have that not feel out of place okay so now as i attract people who are in sync with that shared context that vision when i want to start throwing events when i want to launch the physical incubator space the co-working physical community i'll have a talent pool of people who will be on board with what the fundamental feeling and purpose of that more formal community is so the benefit of building a community is that you have a lot of people who are on the same page for whatever kind of initiative that you branch out from or expand onto or even just like being able to build that network if you have a network that has a shared context and you are the person who's created that shared context then you have a lot of leverage for being able to make connections introduce people help uh Uh, like look for support on your on your own if you're talking about like using your community as a support system for even your own work that's really the benefit of it is um that uh, is the alignment it creates and uh the trust it creates 
when you have a community, you create trust and trust lets you do better business. It lets you collaborate easier. It lets you um, reach reach out to people easier and uh, like network easier. It, it's, it's just like the benefit of having people on the same. And all that marketing is, I forget where I heard this from, all that marketing is, is getting people to say good things about you. Yeah, yeah. And I also like, think that <laughs> building a community might it's another thing that's gonna help you get that job because um I, I think Well, what is a community? It's a lot of people that because they're on the same page or you are able to say good things about you. Yeah, too. Because I literally think that you. maybe my future boss could be listening to my my podcast and that's just crazy. Like to think that that and I'm gonna have a personal relationship with them because he has already listened to my podcast and he right, he's feels... acquainted with who you are as a person because he's yeah. Exactly. So, so Matt, I think this was an amazing interview. So I want to just give you the floor on saying anything else you want to tell my podcast audience. And I also want to incorporate something that Gary Vee does. And I want to ask you, what is your question to my audience? Hmm. Okay. Because, uh, first of all, thanks so much for having me on the, on the podcast, Kumar. For... A piece of advice or just what I want people to take away is that everybody has a unique intrinsic value that they can provide to the world. Everybody has within them something that is um, very valuable, very, very, that they're very talented in, in that can provide a lot of value. And unfortunately, we um, associate talent with things like musical or, or uh, artistic ability or athletics, but I think it goes much more deep than that. And people's job as a human being, I think one of the key things is to spend your life digging deep and figuring out what that innate unique value is. Because the only reason that people compete is because we copy each other. If I'm playing basketball, I have to be better than you at the game. And so to escape competition is through authenticity. So I want, if there, I can only give one takeaway is to figure out every day how to be your most authentic self and keep doing that over and over and over until you start to come to a more of a realization or you're able to articulate better what it is that you can provide, that you can give, that you can express that really makes you unique because that's what is going to let you feel, one, the most fulfilled with the work you do, and two, get you into the most places because nobody else can express themselves in that kind of way. Yeah. So do you have a question? or Yeah, yeah my, my question is, are you, how, my question is, how honest are you with yourself? I think, one of the biggest thing key uh, keys that solves most of people's prob problems is just them being able to be really honest with themselves. But a lot of the time, whether people know it or not, they're afraid to look in the mirror and be vulnerable with themselves. And uh, people like to to blame their problems on external situations or people in their lives. But a lot of the time, we're actually creating 
those negative emotions within ourselves, a lot of the time people actually aren't really making us feel any way. We are just making ourselves feel a certain way. So the question I want to ask people is, how honest are you with yourself? And how can you be more honest with yourself day to day so that you can live a more authentic life? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Matt, for coming on this show. And um, I wish you all the best with your podcast and do good podcasts. And I think you're going to do some great things in life. Thank you, Kumar. Thank you so much for having me on the King Kumar podcast. I, I loved our conversation. I hope you have a super successful life, man. Thank you. See ya.